It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done welcome to the lots on wizards podcast this is your host ed oliver and Deontay daniels we are doing part two of our mailbag episodes uh, you guys got some good questions uh we're going to talk about the point guard position for next year for the washington wizards do the wizards have a big three with kyle kuzma bradley bill and chris has Porzingis for next year also you guys have questions about prospects if the wizards do fall in that 10 to 13 spot and then also someone asked if the Wizards potentially get lucky and get a top three pick, who would we pick and who would be the best fit for the Washington Wizards? Let's get started. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode today is brought to you by NBA Top Shot, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. All right, so first question of today is from Twitter. Um, this one is from Elder Mosh. On Twitter, it's E-L-D-A-R underscore M-O-S-H-E. So you guys put a lot of questions on Twitter and on YouTube. We're going to try our best to get to all of them. We won't get to all of them today, but uh, shout out to you guys for submitting your questions. So Elder said, who should the Wizards pick in case of a top three pick? Let's say you can choose everyone. So I guess um, Elder is saying, you know, who who would you pick if we got a top three pick? If we got a top three pick. If they're number one, uh, probably go with Chet because I just want to see a Chet Porzingis front court at the four and five. That seems fun. Um, if they're two, if they're number two, I'd say 
Jabari. I really like Jabari. Um, if they're three, I'll go Jaden Ivey. Um, I feel like I know which direction you may be going in it, but <laughs> um, so if they're one, Chet, two, I'd say Jabari, three, I'd say Jaden Ivey. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I think Jabari is the has the most or the highest ceiling out of all the guys in the draft. I think he's the number one guy for me. It's between him and Jaden for me. I love the way Jaden plays. I think Jaden is a guy that you can just build around. Jamari is too. Um, but man, if I had the first big, I'd, I'd probably go with Jamari. Even though they got bounced in the second round and Jamari mm. got dunked on by the guy from Miami. I want to say his last name is Wong. Um, but I, I think it's a win win. I think Jaden, um, he can change your franchise. You can build around him. Um, but man, if, yeah, if I go with the first big, I'm going to go Jabari. Number two, I'm going Jaden. Number three, I'm actually going Paolo. I really like Paolo's game. Um, the way he took over, I forgot who Duke played in the second round, but he's just Michigan a great State. passer. Who do they play? Michigan State. Yeah, he just controlled the game. He was knocking down threes. He could put the ball on the floor. He can handle the ball. He mm -hmm. can pass. The big man from Duke, Mike Williams, he gets a lot of spoon-fed buckets from Paolo. So Paolo can play point forward. Um, so he's my third pick. I know there were some bad games that Paolo had, the Virginia game where he missed a lot of shots and everybody was saying his stock is falling, but um, his ceiling is is definitely off the charts for me too. So, um, and he would be a big wing that the Wizards need. They need a big wing that can score and bring some physicality. He's athletic, which the Wizards don't have. Um, but Jaden, yeah, um, Jaden just the explosiveness off a of first step when he gets the ball, he's so explosive. He can get to the rim. He can finish above the rim. He can shoot threes. He was he he hit a three basically from the logo. In the second round game, he's some clutch threes too. So I mean, oh, and he did a behind the back John Wall type layup the other day that I saw too. So um, yeah, I, I I love this class. I really like this class. I don't think you can go wrong with three. Chet for me is like fourth. I do have concerns about the playing strength. I know he's super super talented. Like Evan Mobley, they had questions about his strength too. Um, but he's he's fourth for me. Yeah, um, and that's why for Chet. If you have him at the four next to somebody like similar to how Evan Mobley is with Cleveland, you know, he has a perfect match at the five next to him. He has a bigger guy, Jared Allen, down there. And sometimes there's been games where Evan Mobley has been playing the five where Evan, I mean, Jared Allen has currently been injured and Evan Mobley has been holding his own down there. He's been playing really well at that five spot. I, I, I like Chet, man. I really do. I know the frame thing, guys coming out with the frame is always – interesting it's curious because it's like dang because you think it naturally you think about guys like joel think about guys like nicola etc you're like man they may get crushed but i think chad's a lot of talent um Jaden, i love Jalen. jabari I, I mean i think the kid his his talent level is extraordinary and it'll only get better as he gets older is he what 19 right now yeah. um and then paolo you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more iffy about him. I know you're really high on him. Uh, he did have a really good Michigan State game, so that kind of upped him for me a little bit more. But I would have had him fourth. But I mean, that can always change if I, you know, especially as the tournament continues to go on as well. Right. Yeah, Jabari. Um, and he's a three. He can shoot threes. There's, he's had multiple games where he's made like five or six or seven threes, so he can get hot from the three. 
Um, he provides basically what the Wizards don't have. They don't have a guy who's 6'10", who can shoot the three. Well, they have Porzingis who's 7'3", but the Wizards definitely need more guys who are just long, athletic, can finish around the rim. The dunk he had in that first-round game, too, mm-hmm. that was nasty, and the Wizards don't have enough of that. We're begging guys to go up and dunk the ball, and Jabari is not going to think twice about dunking on somebody. So um, that's what we really need. Um, Joe Schwamm, but this that is a pipe dream. I don't think we're going to get it. I don't want to jinx anything. Mm. We'll see. Maybe the Wizards get lucky and get a top three pick. Um, Cousin Smith, this is a quick one. He said he's on, he's on Twitter. His name is uh, Cousin underscore Smith. He said, have you started charging the Wizards for your therapy sessions? Hashtag pray for DNA. They got an invoice for me on the way. So, you know, <laughs> this team, what they've done to me over the season is not good for the mental health, man. They got an invoice coming. <clears throat> right, yeah. I mean, we were just numb to the loss last night. It was just kind of like another day, to be honest. Like the Clippers game, yeah, we were upset. But that loss from the Rockets, it was just another day uh, Another day for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Swam on Twitter at Joe Swam, J-O-E-S-W-A-M, says, some of the Wizards wind up picking 10 to 13. This is more realistic right here in the draft. We could get lucky, I guess. Uh, which three players in the upcoming draft do you like the best from that 10 to 13 spot? Uh, I would say you could, get, you could look at Eason. You could look at Eason for sure. Tai-Tai and um, Achai Ajabi. You know, so those guys are right there, those three. Those who I kind of will be looking at in that 10 or 13 range. Um, Achai out of Kansas, I really do like him. I wouldn't mind if they picked him up, if the Wizards were like that 10 spot. Um, Ty Ty, I know a lot of people cooled off on him after that loss to St. Peter's. Um, And then Eason, I think he's all right. But, I mean, out of those three, I really wouldn't mind going with Achai. Um, I, I really do like his game. He's an older guy, senior. He'll be 22, you know, so pretty old for draft, draft-wise. But I really wouldn't be mad with him. Out of those three, I may go Achai as my number one out of the three I just named. Right, yeah. There's multiple guys. Um, right now, uh, I love Benedict Mathurin, like, earlier in the year. Yeah. I he think he's like, going to be gone. by yeah, time. Like, if they're 10, 13, I didn't bring him up yeah. because I think he's going to be gone. Yeah, he is. After that 30-point game he had yeah. um, against TCU, then he dunked on mm. uh, the big man from TCU, Lampkin, who had a good game, too. Like, yeah, Mathurin, he's going to be gone, unfortunately. Um, Johnny Davis, I like him from Wisconsin, too. I'm just looking at a mock draft. Ty Ty, um, his stock is going to drop, like you said, because of the mm-hmm. St. Peter's loss. And there are little concerns about him. You know, he's 6'3", 195, but he kind of has that Tyrese Maxey build or kind of look to him, like, floaters float game pick and roll you get into the basket a little bit um but yeah his stock has dropped because he's been inconsistent like one game he had the ankle injury too in the middle of the year but he'll have like a 20 point game and this game he'll have like a five point game so he's been inconsistent um keegan murray is interesting he is 20 years old i want to say but he's like another forward which the wizards could use um but you kind of look at his game as like does is it gonna translate to the NBA? I just sometimes I watch him like he's a really really good college basketball player, but is the athleticism and the strength gonna translate to the NBA? But like you said, Ochai, I like him from Kansas. He's a good three and D guy, super athletic. Um, there was like an inbounds alley oop play in the Big Twelve tournament that he caught for a dunk and was just ridiculous. And he's shooting lights out from the three. He's shooting forty over forty percent from the three. 
Um, other guys, like you said, uh, Tari, I don't know if he would fit here, mm. but he, he can play. I mean, he's a good defender. He can shoot the three, put the ball on the floor. He's more like a power forward, though, so it would be an interesting fit. Um, but, yeah, those are some of the guys I like. I, I would take Oche. But if they really want to take a swing on potential, Shaden Sharp, who was supposed to play at Kentucky, he didn't play a game this year. Mm. But he's got talent, man. And the Wizards need bucket getters. I like Jaden Hardy. You brought up Dyson Daniels earlier. Um, he's kind of a project player um, out of the out of the um, G League elite. So he could help, but he's a project. So just those rookies, yeah, I would not expect much out of them their first year. But like their second, third years, then you would probably see more, which is normal for a rookie. But guys who are coming to impact right now, I'd probably say like Oche and um, Jaden Hardy. I would take a look at him, um, mm-hmm. possibly Shaden Sharp. And uh, Jalen Duran, he's in that range too, but you know it's, it's another big man. So, but at the same time, we just need toughness and physicality. So I wouldn't be mad at getting him, but it's kind of a log chain with Gafford and KP. So it's just tough yeah. to find minutes for those guys. Yeah, that's why I said my number one. I'm looking at it'll probably be Archai and then Tata, because like you said, what Eason, another big. So it's kind of like and then Dyson Daniels. You know, I think he has talent for sure, but I don't know how when he'll be like ready to get legitimate playing time. I think um, Acha is a guy that you can put in there. You know, he could compete. You know, got four years of college under his belt, really developed. I would expect him to come in and be one of those more NBA ready type guys. So if they're in that ten to thirteen range, that's kind of who I'm looking at. Right. And then two more guys, I would say Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee. He's playing a lot. He played a lot better towards the end of the year. They lost to Michigan in a tough one. He had a really good game. He's another point guard who's kind of like another tie tie where they're small, six one, six two, can shoot the three. He's been lights out from the three point line too. So I think he would be if if the Wizards are gonna draft for a need point guard instead of like best player available, then you know, you would take a look at Kennedy Chandler. I think he's gonna be good in the NBA. He'll be solid. I don't know about franchise guy. But I think him and Ty Ty would be solid guys. Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. I haven't watched him much, but that's another guy who's like a shooting guard slash point guard that the Wizards will probably look at. I like um, one guy from Ohio State, too. It's the last one I'll say. Malachi Branham. He can get to the basket, and he's super, super athletic. He actually went to, I want to say St. Vincent, St. Mary, St. Mary's where LeBron went to school, then went to Ohio State. Um, but he's he's a freshman. And he can He's like a Karis LeVert, Vic Oladipo athletic guy that can get to the basket. So, um, excuse me, I like him too. But before we get to um, some next questions here, we do have a word from Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. This episode is also brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot's the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. 
Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. This is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It, this is the part. Trading cards. Unlike trading cards, these aren't still images on cardboard. These, they, these are officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Akin to the stock market for the NBA, every day millions of dollars worth of NFTs are traded back and forth between tens of thousands of NBA fans around the world. Investors include Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. There are also a lot of NBA players in the community like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, and Harrison Barnes. Top Shot moments can get you access to events and can be used in fantasy mini games on a regular basis. If you sign up for today, for Top Shot today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of, of a superstar like LeBron or KD or star rookies like Kay Cunningham or Evan Mobley for just $9. If you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's a free, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's get to a couple of YouTube questions here. This is from Clivers on YouTube, C-L-Y-V-E-R-S. Uh, he says, I have a lot of hope next season for the team getting Bill back and hopefully a fast passing point guard. I know it's early, but after seeing Chris Tapps play pretty well, how excited are you guys for next year? And this, he actually put this in five days ago. So I want to say this was after um, Porzingis had the big game against the Lakers. How excited am I for next season? I mean, it really depends on how the draft goes and how free agency goes. Because right now, I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard to get excited. You sound excited. Yeah, you know, it's hard to get excited. KP's been playing well, and that's really good. But, I mean, it's just so many issues that the team is showing that they have to get together before I'm really like – because they're not going to do what they did to me this season. You know, when they give me hype, oh, we looking good, we looking decent. I know when the standings, you know, the Bucks are better, six of them, we still going to be in that. They're not doing that to me again. You know, never – no, they're not doing it. So – I'm glad KP's playing well, you know, definitely being featured in the offense. So, you know, that Lakers game, him closing that out, um, having that many points in the fourth quarter, that was really good to see. But, I mean, Wes and the coaching staff, they got to figure out their flaws. Um, the point guard position, they got to figure it out. And just defensively, they, they have to be able to figure it out. I mean, because what worries me is right now, you look at Denny, Porzingis, Gaffer, Sadoransky, et cetera. KCP, they have guys who can defend, but they're like one of the worst defending defending teams in the league since the All-Star break. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if the players are just not trying anymore. I, I don't know. Because they don't have they have guys who have some size to them who should be able to defend, but they just can't do it. I, I don't understand what's going on there. So I gotta see what's going on first before I, I get all excited. You know, I really have to see what they do in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got bamboozled and hoodwinked after the ten and three start. I was like, man, we're a legitimate defensive team. Got a great new head coach. We got dogs. Yeah, we, dogs. Bullish, bullish was our our um, buzzword earlier, man. We was pulling yeah. bullish. Fifty wins. You know, <laughs> we're gonna be a fourth and fifth seed in the East. We just beat the Celtics twice. We beat the Pacers. We beat the Miami Heat. I mean, things were looking good. 
um, Trez and Brad were doing a press conference. But to get back to the question, um, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Not mystics, but optimistic. Um, for Zingas, he showed some good things, and then he showed some of his flaws. We've seen some good things. Mm-hmm. We've seen some times where we do want him to be a little strong in the post. We know that's not his game. It's a finesse game. It's not going to body anybody in the post, but there are some games where, you know, he gets the ball to high post and he's unstoppable. The Lakers game is what we're looking for from him, um, where he put up 27 points and he dominated the first half of the Rockets game. I thought he was done. He had like, what, four or five blocks in the first half against the Rockets. And then next thing you know, um, Christian Wood goes up and dunks on him. And then it's like, we just didn't see much from anybody, Chris Tapson included. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, and then Bradley Bill, we still don't know what he's going to do. Um, can we really build around him? And then once again, are we, are we going to get another point guard that is good on one team? And then he comes here and it just doesn't work out, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of questions, Wes Unsell Jr. on year two, how is he going to develop as a coach? Is he going to get a different guy on his staff, like another assistant coach? It's just a lot of questions. Is Denny going to develop? How is Rui going to develop Kispert? If we are going to trade and get somebody else in here, they got to give up guys. You know, one of the young guys is probably going to have to move. So it's going to be a different roster. Bradley Bill went on the show last night, talk, the other night, talking about we need dogs. We just don't have enough of them. So once we see some more moves being made, some draft picks being made, or, you know, whatever happens, um, or Tommy Shepard decides to do, or Bradley Bill, who is the player GM as well, um, then we can get a little excited. But once again, you still have to be um, cautious with the Wizards. You have to be, you just cannot go into a season saying, hey, and the East is getting better. That's the tough part, too. Like, mm-hmm. the East is getting better, man. It's not getting, it's not the East of 2015 or 16 where teams can have a 37 and 45 record and make the playoffs. Like, no, you got to have like a 43 and 39 record just to be the eighth seed or, you know, top, a winning record, you know. So it's just getting tougher. But I, I am encouraged by Chris Evans. If he can stay healthy, I think he can be really good. But we do need a point guard really, really badly, like, really bad. They can facilitate the offense. Um, they don't have to be an all-star point guard. I would love to get an all-star type. Of course, everybody wants to bring up John Wall. We'll see. I highly doubt it happens, but we do need a point guard that can run the offense and get guys involved. Yeah. Question. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was saying, that, yeah, as far as the East is getting better, I completely agree. I mean, the only two, like, really, really bad teams are the Magic and the Pistons. I mean, Indiana, I mean, they're on the rebuild, but they have talent over there. So, I mean, then you have the Knicks, who, I mean, fell off badly. But still, outside of the Pistons and the Magic, who have games where they play hard, everybody else is, you know, hey, you got to play. You got to play hard, man. There's no more, like you said, five teams, six teams, seven teams. It's just all below 500 and whatnot. It's barely sneaking in. So, I don't know, man. It's definitely getting tough. They got to figure it out. Right, yeah. Brooklyn, 38 and 34. They have a, they're over four games and we're 30 and 41. We're just barely, we're five games behind the 10th. So, yeah, there's no more of that losing, having a losing record and making the playoffs for the Eastern Conference anymore. So, um, last question from Brandon, and then we'll do a quick preview for the Bucks game. Um, you know, we'll see. We, I think we kind of know what's going to happen with that, that game. But uh, this is from Brandon Scott. He says, if indeed the Wizards, after signing Bradley Bill to the Supermax, want to build a big, Three, do they already have one in uh, Bradley Bill, Chris Tapps, Brzingis, and Kyle Kuzma, or do we make a move for an all-star quality point guard or a 3 and D wing to make one? I don't think the big three of Kuzma, Brad, and KP, 
I don't think that's like a, t a three that people look at and are like, oh yeah, that's a legitimate contender, big three right there. So I do think that a move would have to be made. I don't know for who. I don't know what star guard. I know a lot of people brought up Malcolm Brogdon, but I mean, he has injury history, et cetera. Um, I don't think the Spurs will be willing to part with part ways with DeJounte Murray. So I don't know. You know, I know I used to talk about guys like Carl Anthony Towns, but the Timberwolves have turned it around. They're competitive. They they play good ball. So I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. I I, I mean, I don't think this big three is like contender. Like, yeah, this team can contend. That big three can contend. I definitely think they need to add a, somebody who's like, I always say somebody who's better than Bradley Bill. Like, I don't think Bradley Bill could be the best guy on your team if you're talking about, like, serious, serious contendership. I don't think Bradley Bill could be the best player on that team. So I would say, naturally, if I'm going to take any Wizards Big 3 serious, like, serious as far as a, like, really serious playoff contender, I would say they need to get somebody who I can clearly say is better than Bradley Bill. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see that happening. Them getting somebody better than Brad. Um, yeah, it's just not gonna he's gonna be the number one guy on the team and you know he's he's gonna get paid like it as well. Um, mm -hmm. but as far as like the big three, um, I wouldn't call it a big three, it would be a solid big three. Um, Bill is an all-star, Porzingis made an all-star in his career. Kyle Kuzma did play at an all-star level at the second half of the year. He definitely did. I was very impressed with Kuzma with what he did. Um, so I would say a solid three, not a big three, but a solid mm -hmm. three. Um, and then you got to build around that. You got to get some shooters around that. You got to get a point guard that can set the table, can facilitate. Um, they don't have to be an all-star quality. Of course, like I said, with the last question, I would love for it to be an all-star type of point guard. But you look at the free agents that are available, it's just not much. Jalen Brunson is probably the top of the free agent point guard list. And uh, who who's after that? Like Goran Dragic, guys like that. Um, and then there's just not a lot of guys available. Like you brought up DeHante or DeJounte, but you know, what are we going to give up for him? I, I just think the Spurs would be, it wouldn't be in their best interest to trade him, especially after he made an all-star, um, his first all-star game. And he played really, really well in, in, in the game too. And he's just showing that he belongs. Um, but you got like mid-tier guys like Ricky Rubio, DeLon Wright, and Tyus Jones, Patty Mills is okay. Um, but none of these guys are like, wow, okay, this is going to really turn this team into a contender, you know. But, you know, I think we're going to try to model ourselves after the Bulls, what they did with adding Alonzo Ball. Maybe you could get like a mid-solid point guard. Like Alonzo Ball is not an all-star, but he's a, he's a good point guard. So I think that's the approach that we're going to try to go after and try to get somebody either via trade or in free agency. So, but we'll see. Um, they're not a big three, but they're a solid three. Yeah, I, that's a great term to use right there. A solid three. I think they're a solid three. They're not a big three. A solid three. I like that. Yeah. We're going to get a quick word from Diolante, and then we're going to do a quick preview and wrap it up. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, 
where the game starts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, so what's your keys to victory against the Bucks, and what do you see happening? Keys to the game, I mean, move the ball around like you were trying to do, like you were doing against the Rockets in the first half. Move the ball around, you know, be active defensively like they were in the first half of the Rockets game. Um, and pray, you know, because – it's going to be a tough ass getting past the Bucks, man. It really is. Uh, because we're accustomed to seeing the second half of that Rockets game, that Wizards team. We're more accustomed to seeing that as of late than the first half. They were acting different in that first half against the Rockets. But, I mean, they got to try their best to defend the paint, which is going to be a tough ass with Giannis. And they got to defend the three-point line. I say the same things every time. In every game, they struggle to defend the three-point line. Guys are wide open, taking practice shots, and then they defend struggling in the paint. I expect Giannis Antetokounmpo to drop 35 to 40 points. Could drop Mm -hmm. 50 if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is going to be tough, man. It is really going to be tough, but try to move the ball. You know, try to be active defensively and defend the paint and the three to the best of your abilities. Let's not give up 50% from the field and 50% from the three this game. Right. Uh, yeah, Giannis actually did not play against the Timberwolves. I just looked at their last game. They lost 119, 138. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might catch a break there. But honestly, you know, we both, we just care about developing. We just want to see what Rui, Denny, and Corey can do um, and just let the lottery odds fall where they may. Um, but, yeah, the Bucks, you know, they're just a – they're just a better team, flat out. They just are. Um, so, yeah, once once again, like you said, just try to run the floor, push the pace, let Denny get some rebounds and push it to KP. That's when we were at our best in the first half. Facilitate the ball to Rui, get some open shots for Corey. If Ish and Saddle can play like they did in that Lakers game, just defend, create some steals, create some fast break points, Gafford run the floor, KP take over in the fourth. Um, uh, Kuzma, we'll see if he plays. I really think they're just shutting him down, so – Denny can get more playing time, so I don't expect Kuzma to play. I don't know if they will or not. It'll probably be another game-time decision. Um, but, yeah, let's play with some pride, man. Let's try not to let somebody score 45, 50 points. It's going to be tough on Giannis. They may have to go zone here and there, but the Bucks they can shoot three, so I always try to switch it up. West, try to switch it up. Let's try to run a little zone here, switch it up. Give them a different look here and there. Let's just not let guys just get open lanes and open threes every time. So um, that's what I would say. And uh, just play hard, man. And we know the lottery and the play, the plan is out of reach. We're five games behind, but let's see what the young guys can do and develop. And um, 
to see Denny play with some more confidence. I just want to see confidence and aggressiveness from the three yeah. young guys. Yeah, and um, apparently Giannis is playing tonight against the Bulls. I just looked okay. at the injury report. He's probable. So, <clears throat> I mean, unless they just want to let him rest against the Wizards, I mean, he yeah. should be there because he'll be there tonight against the Bulls. So, <clears throat> like you said, just compete. Just just compete, man. That's all I can ask for. All right. Well, thank you guys once again. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA. Every Monday through Friday, less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And uh, we're going to see you guys after the Bucks game. Thank you for listening once again. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.